We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Twenty minutes a day. Three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. What's happening, Packers fans? Welcome into another edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Matt Freilich. Alongside me, once again, we have the full squad, Elijah Berkovitz and Janelle Mackey. Eli, since I used your government name, I think that's it. How we doing? How we feeling? A blackjack number, Eli, I know you're a betting guy, blackjack number of players on this injury report. What the actual hell? Yeah, 21. I mean, I think last week we said we would probably end up coming back this week at around 20, and here we are at 21. It's, it's, it's Obviously, it's crazy, but, like, there are certain parts of it that just – it's so classic Packers, but it's just annoying. Like, you have guys, uh, Wicks, Emmanuel Wilson, I mean, full practices essentially the whole week, and they're, and they're on their injury report is questionable. It's like – well, I don't even think – forget a designation. I don't even think they should continue to be on the report. If you're practicing in full for three straight days, I don't understand why there's much of a question if you're playing. I guess whatever that's up to the team. But, mm-hmm. again, I just think this team likes to just throw people on the injury report. I don't know. It's like some kind of sick obsession. I can't think of a good reason for it. Yeah. We get the luxury uh, – it's a, it's a nice way to say it – to always go through this injury report and I think it's interesting we find different trends right different teams have different things you know maybe it would be divisional teams like the Bears or even um, you know last week I think there was we saw some interesting things for the Vikings we definitely saw some stuff where guys were limited then fold and limited or full then limited all week just weird shit was going on with the Packers injury report and this week is probably no outlier once again whether they put guys on there more often like you're saying Eli or not, we go from 18 two weeks ago to 19 last week, I believe, to 21 this week. It's dense. It's elaborate. 
it's a lot to unpack. A lot of some of the usual suspects, like you mentioned, Emmanuel Wilson, Luke Tenuta, some of the guys have been on there for a long time. Luke Musgrave, we know. But there's, again, guys, new new gentlemen popping up. I know Nixon wasn't on this last week. Josh Myers wasn't on this last week. Uh, outside of that, I think there must be one other one that I'm missing that was, uh, as I'm scrolling through this vigorously. McDuffie, but I think. McDuffie, yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right because then all of a sudden we saw uh, Wilson get some PT um, on Sunday night. So ultimately, there's 21. Janelle, welcome to the episode. Happy you're here. More positivity is what we need right now. What are your thoughts, Janelle? Is it I, personally? I'm actually I'm not gonna not gonna answer the question. I'm <laughs> asking you because I gen- tend to do that. What are your thoughts when there's 21 people on an injury report? What does that make you feel like? Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of become our new normal at this point. A lot of guys on the list, you know, but then maybe six, seven of them will actually be out on game day. So it just kind of seems to be the trend. Like, the Packers always have a lot of people on this list, but come game day, I think, what, against the Vikings, there was maybe the five inactive outside of the guys who are on IR, um, which I believe a couple – are in that 21-day window now. I think it's Wilson and Musgrave are now in that window um, of return. So um, that's kind of why they're on this list now. But yeah, I think it's like overwhelming to see so many names, but it's become so normal. And we've seen them beat teams with this amount of guys on the injury report in the week before. So um, it, it just kind of, I've become numb to seeing all the names. Like, oh, I have to scroll pages and pages worth of, players it's like it doesn't phase me anymore at this point because either a lot of these guys will end up playing or a lot of these guys we've seen their backups be able to play well so um I think that you know there is some obscure injuries I'm seeing like Aaron Jones has a knee slash finger injury um Dylan has thumb slash neck so it's like a lot, a few neck injuries here, which is concerning. Like there's some that are a little bit more oh, yeah. red flag severe, um, obviously neck injuries and concussions and things like that. Like it's not the usual hamstring. Um, there's act like some ankles, but there is like those ones that pop out as a little bit more concerning. So you kind of worry a little bit more about that. Um, whereas some guys have been dealing with just kind of nagging injuries of maybe some muscles or um, ligaments, stuff like that. So I don't know. It's just kind of broken record. Here we are again. It's Friday. We're recording after the final list of the week comes out, running through thousands of names. It feels like to talk about, you know, half our team at this point on the injury report. So thankful for the guys that we don't have to talk about but hopefully you know a lot of these guys are going to be ready to go come sunday yeah and now aaron it is good too that uh we got the sunday game instead of a saturday game otherwise yes you know getting yeah getting uh getting that extra day because i know it's been tbd basically until that uh, i think it got announced during the vikings game that we would be playing the bears on sunday so not only are they not traveling, but they also get that extra day, which is super, super helpful when you have this amount of guys on your injury report. Good call. Yeah, I think it was maybe during the end they said Sunday, and then it was almost right at the end. I think it was 325 they announced it. But to your point, like Aaron Jones, he has been on the report with the knee and the finger. Dylan with the thumb, but that neck pops out of nowhere. He's out for this game. Honestly, you guys, 
too. We're just going to cherry pick across this entire list. Um, but you mentioned, you know, like Devondre Campbell with the neck, um, a kidney injury, pretty serious for Luke Musgrave, Josh Myers, neck. Like, there's some crazy injuries on this list, and justifiably so. Football is a contact sport. We are coming into week 18. There's been a lot of bumping and bruising going on since about July. You think back from training camp and inter-squad practice with the, the Patriots till current day, and it's been nuts. But the one thing I want to pull, Janelle, two things I want to pull that you said is, number one being, generally this list is pretty long, 18, 19, the last couple of weeks, and we get it down to five guys inactive for the game. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. Uh, the second one being, and you kind of kind of alluded to it, but I want to maximize your point, like, yes, guys will step in to be, you know, fulfill that role, whether the third string guy, fourth string guy, they're getting some reps then. But like with a young team like this, like that's almost a luxury right now that it's like you're getting some of these younger dudes in there to get opportunities like a Wix, maybe like a Bull Melton, like a, I mean, Tucker Craft, you can make an argument for that probably would have not have had many reps if Musgrave doesn't go down. Like there's a cop, so many guys we could run through right now that are getting some opportunities and taking advantage of them, frankly. And it's been, it's been awesome to see. So really guys, I'm just going to run through quickly as best I know how, and just kind of <clears throat> look at some of the, the defensive ones, kind of crush through them, see who's in, who's out, and we'll go to the offensive side. So like right now, Jair, he is a full participant. Shoulder has no designation. Zane Anderson, knee limited limited on Wednesday. Full participant. He's got no designation. Shockingly, Devondre Campbell <clears throat> has that neck. He was a full participant all week. Does he go for the game because he has no status? That's one highlighted. Circle it in red. Do the John Madden on the screen telecast. I'm circling that one. That I'm excited to see what happens 90 minutes before the game if he's ready to go. Unfortunately, Rudy Ford with that hammy, he was DNP all week. He is out. Isaiah McDuffie, as Janelle alluded to, concussion and a neck. He's DNP. He's doubtful. That's interesting based off of both of those ailments. But he's been really solid in uh, support when Campbell's been down, Quay Walker's been down, who also Quay Walker has a limited and then full, full participation with the shoulder. He has no designation right now. So that interior backer, definitely a point of concern, guys, because I looked earlier this week talking to a friend of mine about the, the game, and the Packers or the Packers will be going up against the Bears, who have the number two rushing offense. So um, kind of scary if you can't stop the run interior-wise, inside backer, and also front, I guess, guys with their hands in the dirt, going to TJ Slayton, who also has knee and foot injuries. He was limited all week. He should be an okay player to be able to go. I'm not I'm not too concerned about him, but that's just another ailment they're going to have to worry about there in that interior with that good rush game. Darnell Savage, full participant with the shoulder. He should be okay. My guess is that he'll play. A new gentleman popping up, as I mentioned, the stop, top of the show, quadricep for Keyshawn Nixon, limited, full, full. He is with no designation. And then Jonathan Owens with a knee, limited all week. He should be good to go. I don't know if I said Preston Smith, so I'll say Preston Smith. Ankle, DNP, DNP, limited and questionable. Holy shit, a lot there. Take a breath, Matt. <laughs> Every single position's banged up. I don't know what the hell to do, Eli. What do, Eli, what do I do with my hands? What do you do with your hands? Now, at this point, no one really knows. I mean, it's literally, like you said, it's every... Every part of the defense, obviously there are, you know, certain guys on that list I'm more confident or less confident in playing. But it's it's just this is what happens when you get this late in the season. 
most importantly is just getting these guys out on the field for this game. I mean, I think everyone is going to be pushing their hardest to play, considering obviously the stakes here. So I'm I'm honestly more optimistic than not for most of the guys you just listed. But, you know, look, there's 48 hours to go, and the Packers obviously being as conservative as they are, I'm sure there'll be a surprise or two. But I think coming into the game, we might be healthier than we've been in a few weeks. I don't disagree with that. I like that. I, I'm actually – I'm still shook by reading this injury report that Devondre Campbell has no designation, could play. Like, what the hell? Like, I don't even understand how that's possible. Was it him that tweeted that he was no longer going to play injured? Am I yes, thinking like right a month right? ago. And then his what we talked about that last week, Janelle, because it was just drama-filled week, right? Between yeah. Jair, between Devondre, Devondre's wife, and it was just like, holy hell, what's going on? But, yeah, it's yeah. – so okay. I, I feel like if he's going to play, it's because he's feeling up for it. Like, what did he post something like that, you know, in the heat of the moment, um, just like with frustration or, you know, it kind of depends. It's like these these guys obviously like want to be out there as well. So I feel like um, something had to have happened. But hopefully, you know, if he's going, it's because he's ready to go. And especially with those kinds of injuries, um, especially when you're playing kind of in the trenches like he does, that's you know, not something that you want to risk and guys pushing you all around and I don't know, neck injuries, they, they are definitely not one that you want to try and push because obviously that can lead to some severe, severe injuries occurring. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see if he goes just based on the, the Twitter drama that we have seen coming from him and um, hoping that if he, he is able to suit up then, you know, all is a go and he's ready. And then obviously we get this new normal Jair, you know, his personality is on the injury report at this point. Um, given the the little speech that we saw the other day. So I still hope that he's just a dog out there and, you know, I, I still want Jair out on that field, like the Jair we know and love. So It'll be it'll be really interesting to see. Obviously, this defense is super banged up, and a lot of guys on the front line are currently, um, you know, on this list. But I I still have full faith, and uh, you know, luckily it's Chicago. But you also can't play teams lightly because teams that have nothing nothing to lose and you know have a chance at ruining your playoff spot. We have seen seen this one before, so even uh. Even if guys are out, even if guys are injured, next man up has to be able to to do something because the last thing you want to do is is lose to the Bears. So, oh yeah, I, I think there's going to be a lot of little extra fires lit under people's bums this Sunday. I agree. What a absolute sound bar from Janelle about Jair Alexander's personality being on the injury report that's fun (laughs) what are you you we talked about that last week janelle uh eli and eli and i did about you know jay i always like to say this about people in a positive way he's just a weird brain man he's funny just his comments this week about just his delivery on some shit of what how his interviews are going to be now is just so funny to me it's so good and i love that guy my favorite thing is that people who are not fans of the packers who have not followed Jair interviews thinking that he you know needs to have his brain studied and you know making it's like no this is this is who Jair is and we love it because it's it's just who he is and he he just kind of you know has that inflated ego but he's funny and he's the guy that 
if he doesn't play for your team, yeah, you probably hate him. But when he wears your colors, you're like, I am all about this guy. I support him 100%. Like, I don't know anybody who was team suspension. Like, they were understanding of it, but everybody was more team Jair in that situation. So, yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, he just has this one outing where it's kind of like, maybe he's it's like an act right now like I, I i don't think he's serious about it he kind of still gives those smirks and those like maybe i'll i'll give more normal interviews but you know i think that was hopefully a, a one and done and he'll go out there play a really good game and then be able to talk his shit after hell yeah i love that let's get to the offensive side of the ball we got momentum here uh aj dylan we already mentioned thumb neck dnp out this week you got to imagine this is a massive Aaron Jones game right now. Knee and a finger for him, limited all week. I could only, and I can only imagine and daydream about what the possibility could be to get 33 the ball this weekend. I'm extremely excited to see what that looks like because I think he's going to have to be a big uh, player in that game because Jane Reed with that chest, he's been limited again. He's questionable. We'll see what sort of contribution he can have, but he's been an absolute stud, we know, in his first year. And really, really excited to see him continue to blossom and finish off his rookie campaign, maybe with 60 more minutes of football or another game as we get into potentially into the playoffs. But that offense has been humming. I've really, really liked what I've seen since, I mean, frankly, everyone's probably liked that since Thanksgiving. It's been amazing, the shot in the arm that they had against the Lions, and now it's continued to roll. Had some lulls here and there. But overall, it's been really, really great. Uh, sticking to the receivers, Christian Watson, Hammy, limited, limited, DNP. He was questionable. I did catch part of Matt LaFleur's press conference today, um, listened to it back on YouTube, and it sounded like he had two really, really good days of practice, that being Watson. He did not participate in any capacity on Friday. So basically, come Sunday, how does he feel? That's really going to be the determining factor if he can go Based off of my uh, psychology degree, which is zero, I took one class and I got a C (laughs) in it, Eli, uh, I would say Matt LaFleur is confident in Christian Watson playing. Outside of that, I have no nothing to put merit on other than the fact that he's been out for a few games. Why would he not be able to give it to go? Like Eli said, everyone's banged up. Let's see who can push forward. Next would be Dontavian Wicks with the chest, limited, full participant the rest of the week. He's questionable. We know he's been dealing with that chest for a few weeks now. But he's been an absolute stud. We continue to love him and watch him flourish just like Jaden Reed will and has been as young rookies on this team on that offensive side. There are no other receivers banged up, which is great. No likes of Bull Melton, Malik Heath, Romeo Dobbs. Everyone else looks like they're ready to go, which is amazing. We know Musgrave with that uh, questionable with the kidney. Does he come back? Does he not? He was limited all week. I'm not so sure where he's at in that window. Janelle, you alluded to it. I think... They need to make him active before the game, but I could be absolutely wrong. Um, And then going back to the running back room, we know Emmanuel Wilson, shoulder, full participant all week. He's questionable. Still in that window as well. I believe he's a few days, uh, was taken off the IR a few days after Musgrave, if I'm not mistaken. So he might still have some time after Sunday to be activated before whatever happens, as we still don't know. what happens to them later if they're not activated uh getting down to the trenches elton jenkins dnp dnp limited he's questionable going into the game the knee and ankle for him once again josh myers with that neck really really not sure what's going to happen there that's my offensive side of the ball john madden circle i have no idea um 
maybe he goes, maybe he can't. He doesn't have an injury designation, but with a neck injury, as we've all talked about, always concerning. You never really know what the hell is going to happen. Luke Tenuta, who we already mentioned once, ankle, full participant all week. He's questionable, not too concerned about Lake Luke Tenuta. No disrespect to him. Um, and that's it. Uh, there is no one else on the offense to worry about. Two offensive linemen, a couple receivers, a tight end with a an organ issue. All the running backs we possibly could have besides basically Patrick Taylor are banged up. Um, Eli, I'm going to ask you, what does this game look like for Aaron Jones? Like, do they ride him and just kind of try to punch the Bears in the mouth? What What do you think here? Like, do they go out on a high note and say, hey, we're going to give it to 33, 20 to 25 times, whether it be in the air, combination of on the ground? What is it? Is that even a possibility or should we just not even get our hopes up at this point? Well, considering the last two weeks, I believe he has had 20 carries two consecutive weeks. So I, I don't see why that should change. I don't think they're necessarily going to run the offense through him for a number of reasons. Number one, the Bears do have a very good run defense. And Jordan Love is also playing incredibly well right now. And Jalen Johnson, which we'll get to soon enough, is doubtful for the Bears. Obviously a very good cornerback for them. So if they're banged up in the secondary they don't have a ton of other great talent outside of them. Some good players, but nothing, you know, tremendous. I think they could just continue to put it on Jordan Love. And obviously, you know, still, if Aaron Jones does what he did the last two weeks and gets 20 carries, that is, for Aaron Jones, as we know, more carries than we would ever normally expect to see for him. So that would be great. But I would also keep an eye on Emmanuel Wilson, considering you practice all week. There's no A.J. Dillon. And we know what he did in the preseason. I don't expect him to get a ton of carries, but maybe he can add some burst uh, when Jones is out, which would obviously be great. I'm excited about him and like what he can be next year and going forward. Hey, friends. I'm sure you're all familiar with some of the hassles of finding game tickets at a reasonable price without all the headaches that go along with it. I've been on a bit of a roll lately as I went through one ticketing service that never sent me the tickets and I had to panically try to get a hold of somebody the day of the game. I had another service that didn't allow me to transfer tickets. So when I could no longer go to the Wisconsin-Iowa game, transferring the tickets was extremely difficult. It was just all so frustrating. That was until I found game time. Game time is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. GameTime is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds and they are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using GameTime, stress-free. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Oh, and GameTime is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code PACKADAY. Download GameTime today, last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? 
You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you alluded to the Bears, Jalen Johnson. Let's get right over there quickly. That's, uh, from what I'm looking right now, that's probably the most impactful one that I'm seeing. We do know Darnell... Uh, Mooney is out with a concussion, so he's definitively not going to play, hence the out. But Jalen Johnson being one of their better players on this or on this defense, and that says a lot because they do have some pretty damn good defensive players. But with that DNP all week and doubtful with the shoulder, man, if he can't go, I really, really think there's an opportunity for the Packers to throw some points up. Now, one player isn't going to swing the score from maybe the Packers scoring 27 to 17 points, but I do think it opens up opportunities for all these other receivers, opens up some cheap stuff underneath for Kraft, for Aaron Jones, for some of these other receivers. I just think that's a massive one that I'm looking at and sticking to the defensive side and even specifically the secondary. Tyler Gordon, calf, not listed Wednesday, Thursday, limited on Friday. He's questionable. So another corner that they have to worry about circling that one. Um, Outside of that, for their defense, you guys, there's nothing else. And we go to the offensive side of the ball. I already mentioned Darnell Mooney. He's out. Concussion. Not going to play in this game. We know that DJ Moore is being treated, I will say, cautiously with that ankle. Limited, limited, full participant. So optimistic for him there when you go limited, limited, and full with no designation. He should be fine. Um truly the the favorite weapon of Justin Fields thus far, whether there's been guys in certain pockets of the season that have had a little bit more chemistry. DJ Moore has been kind of the con- the constant for Fields and himself in that offense. Tight end room, Cole Kmet, knee, DNP, limited, full. He's questionable. So That's trending up. All the different designations you can have in a week. <laughs> it is. It is. And then you go to a different one, Janelle, right below yeah, it. He got, the Lewis. he got the hat yeah, trick there. <laughs> he did. And then Mercedes Lewis, as we know, does the veteran rest thing, not listed, DNP, whatever. He has a designation of NA. I don't know if that's possible. I don't remember if I've seen those before. We've probably seen them once in a while. But yes, Cole Komet pulling the absolute Chicago Blackhawks hat trick there with his injuries. So we'll see what, what goes on for the tight ends and the offensive weapons. Uh, backup quarterback has an illness, not a concern unless that all of a sudden bleeds over into Justin Fields and he gets sick by proxy in that uh, quarterback room. That would be quite interesting if something were to go down like that. Khalil Herbert back in a personal issue. Interesting. Not listed as an injury on Wednesday, limited, and then DNP on Friday. He's questionable. He's been actually really damn good the last couple of weeks, you guys. Like they've been able to run the snot out of the ball with him. He had some injuries. Mm-hmm beginning to the middle of the first part of the season and he's been able to really put some strong games together in December um and that's honestly the guy that I think could attack the 
Packers the most because you think of Darnell or not Darnell. You think of Justin Field. You think of DJ Moore, a little Cole Komet, but you sometimes lose sight of the running back that would be behind center or behind Justin Fields. And that would be a guy that I'm concerned about uh, on the offensive side of the ball. And then finally, a fan favorite of mine, Lucas Patrick, for a many, many reasons. One being I beat him in Madden, scored a touchdown with him. Yes, the <laughs> offensive lineman, Lucas Patrick. Calf, no designation, no designation, limited with a calf. He is questionable. Their long snapper, Luke Scales, foot, DNP, DNP, full. He's questionable. And that's it. That is where the injuries currently sit for the Bears. I, I don't know what the hell to expect for this game. I will be going to the game. I'm very excited. Um, I've never been to a game like this that I can remember with a rivalry like this, winning it in. I don't know how to feel right now. It's going to be an emotional roller coaster. I'm excited, nervous. Is this a Justin Fields like stamp going into the offseason and the buzz is massive? Maybe. Is this two years in a row the Packers winning it in and they lose to a division foe? If so, I'm concerned. I'm very, very nervous what that could look like, Janelle. Yeah, I think that just like there's so much at stake here. And I know that we've been on the other side of that where it's like we're trying to prevent somebody and like crush their dreams because we've already secured a spot. Uh, But this, you know, with it being Bears are already eliminated, the Packers are winning in, it's at Lambeau, the Bears just like they have – all of that fire to come in and just like ruin the parade, rain on it, light it on fire, all that stuff, just like cause chaos in Green Bay. And that's the absolute last thing that you want. Like, that's not how you want your season to end. You don't want of all teams, the Bears to be able to come in and ruin your playoff chances. So, um, you know, it sucks that the Packers have to be in a win and in situation in week 18. Um, but that's just kind of the way they've set themselves up. So, you know, I, it could either make for a really, really fantastic story where it's like to get into the playoffs at Lambeau field, beat the bears, like could not be more perfect. Or it's like the complete opposite end of the spectrum where it's just the most devastating thing that could happen. And now you have to wait however many months to be able to potentially talk shit again to bears fans. Like you don't want them to get the last laugh. You want to be able to continue your season well, they focus on the draft. That's kind of how you want it to go. So I think that there's a lot of nerves because there's a lot at stake for the Packers in this game, whereas the Bears really have nothing to lose at this point. So that's what makes a team more scary is when they are playing for nothing to lose and just trying to spoil your fun. So, you know, we, we saw it last year with the Lions and I don't want to feel that again this year. So hopefully this team understands that they need to protect their home and punch that ticket don't let the bears of all teams take that away from you definitely and you look at just the teams from last year and i can't i could speak in specifics for the packers but we'll look at the opponents from last year lions much better team than the bears are a better team now this year than the bears have improved so it's like the caliber of the team you're playing is less now you could make the argument the bears are a little bit very hot they're playing damn good football at the end of the year it's which is difficult to go up against but Eli I'm going to leave you with this last the last words before we start wrapping and this is a uh, concern because you uh you with the last words on the episode can always be absolutely volatile good or bad (laughs) Eli one game doesn't define a career we know that 
this year has been tumultuous. First full year of Jordan Love. Many, many people have been under scrutiny. Players, general managers, front office, coaches specifically. Matt LaFleur has not been omitted from that. If he loses this game, what is the offseason conversation for the next six months? Like, what does that even look like? Are people questioning his leadership, his preparation, things? Like, where do you think the Twitter sphere, the rumor mill, the Packers beat heads for the next six or seven months? The floor is yours. Well, I think everyone, if I mean, if the Packers were to somehow lose this game, I'm sure everyone would take it very well on Twitter. There wouldn't be, you know, burn it to the ground or, you know, people threatening to lose their minds. I'm sure that won't happen. But, no, in reality, no matter how, if somehow that happens, Packers Twitter will lose their minds uh, because that's what they do. Um, and this, you know, being the second year in a row, would be probably even losing their minds more than the last year, which was aggressive. But I also think it matters how the game goes. I mean, if the defense plays the way it did for the three weeks before last week and lets Justin Fields and DJ Moore and Khalil Herbert, whoever is a running back, just go up and down the field with ease and put up 27 to 30-plus points and rack up 400-plus yards, then, yeah, people are going to – Absolutely, not only, of course, go nuts right after the game, but I think Malifor is going to face a lot more heat because people are going to say, "How do you keep? How did you keep Joe Barry for as long as you did? You were in this situation, and now you know you lost to the Giants, you lost to the Bucks, you nearly lost to the Panthers, and now if you go and lose to the Bears with the season on the line for the second year in a row, and the defense is a big part of it, like there's no." There would be no way for LaFleur to avoid those kind of questions and judgments. I don't care. I know everyone says, oh, there's no one else on the staff with enough experience. I get it. Okay. But just because of that doesn't mean you keep someone who is actively just being awful at their job. It's just plain and simple. That's what it's been. It's not just Packer fans saying it or overreacting. It's everyone in the NFL world is questioning how the hell does Joe Barry still the defensive coordinator of the Packers? It makes no sense. It shouldn't have been already this year at all. Week one, there should have been a defensive a new defensive coordinator change last offseason. Instead, you know, we went through the whole season watching this defense play the way it did. And after being in a position where th- they should already be locked up a playoff spot by now if they beat the Giants and the Bucs, or at least one of those games, we're in a pretty different situation right now. So, again, I, I think they win, but... If this defense fails in another big moment like this, of course, Joe Barry, sure, he'll be gone. But that's not going to be enough to get people to not seriously question Malifor's ability to, to make the tough decisions and make the moves that aren't always the easiest and most comfortable because I don't think many other coaches, and when I say I don't think any other coaches, are keeping Barry as long as he's been there. No. <clears throat> I would say... From day one, when we had the first press conference with Matt LaFleur, if you can remember back that far, guys, I remember tweeting out something about people were crucifying him for how nervous he looked and how young he looked and skittish and etc. And while I don't think all those feelings have gone completely away, I still do feel like there is a part of him that is too damn nice. 
and you're talking exactly about what I'm saying, Eli, is that you can't, you can go down with the ship. That's okay. But you can't go down with the ship with the guys that you should have thrown off miles and miles and miles before on that journey that are going to take you down. And that is, that is your, that is your bed you have to lay in. And I don't necessarily know if I could live with myself if that were me being, you know what? I should have fired this guy last off season. I should have fired him after week nine, 10, whatever the hell it was. And boy, if this is the guy that makes me go down and lose my job as the Packers head coach, wow, that's a tough dude to go down with a guy that's never really had a top 10, top 15 defense. I don't know if Joe Barry can be that guy. Um, I think it's really going to depend on, and I asked you the question as you were saying, well, well said, by the way, I think it's really going to depend on the narrative that comes out of the game. Is it the defense that gives it up? Is it special teams that screws up? Is it offensive play calling? What is it? Is it uh, the players, you know, not having enough self-control or maturity? We have some stupid penalties that happen. Whatever the narrative is, if we lose, that will be what we probably hang our hat on for the next couple of weeks until it blows up and people lose their damn minds and we get into NFL draft mode. But we'll see what happens, guys. Janelle, I know before we wrap here, um, I did say I'd give you the last word, but I know there's one notoriety thing that we wanted to mention about Aaron Jones and Christian Watson. Um, did you want to kind of just hit on that real quick before we don't miss it? Generally, we don't have any news to discuss other than an injury report, but figure we'll give that um, some shine since it just got kind of announced by Demobsky, be like a couple hours ago. Yeah, so the Packers announced that Aaron Jones and Christian Watson have been selected as the 2023 Tom Mulhern Stand-Up Guy Award recipients as voted on by the Green Bay chapter of the Professional Football Writers of America. Quite the mouthful, but still a very high honor. Um, Just kind of, you know, appears to be something that reflects their character. And any award that has character attached to it is going to be an Aaron Jones award for sure. And then it's also really cool to see somebody like Watson, who um, we haven't really gotten to see a whole lot of on-field action be awarded something like this, because that just, you know, shows the importance of him to this team, even when he's not on the field. So congratulations to them. Um, Super cool to see that. And, you know, it's fun to have some positive news to be able to wrap up our Packers segment here. Hell yeah. Uh, Well said too, because I thought the same thing. Aaron Jones, almost a duh. Right, always up for like a Walter Payton Man of the Year type award, but Christian Watson's like, oh damn, young guy, you know, getting some respect, and it's just another thing that the Packers continue to try to do. Whether you're an absolute stud of a player or kind of a unique personality, like maybe a Jair, at the end of the day, you're usually a pretty damn good human being, and that that's what takes it's that's what it takes to build an organization like they have, and they continue to bring in those people. So awesome for them, good notoriety, guys. As we wrap up, I just want to make sure that everyone's aware that we are extremely close to 2000 episodes and you might say 2000 episodes what does that mean we've been doing this almost 2000 straight episodes as of today the episode that came out today the one that you're listening to is episode 1990 shout out to my birth year we're <laughs> creeping it on 2000 episodes it's absolutely insane um we're almost I, at if, like the millennium of pack a day <laughs> it's it, yes it is unbelievable <laughs> the millennium of pack a day like I remember I was going through my camera roll during Christmas, um, doing some traveling, and found the video of when we all compiled together and got together. Janelle, you helped a ton too with the scrapbook of the kind words to Andy, the the, the custom 
jersey we did from frame delivering to like i found that video going through i forgot i even had it and like that seems that doesn't seem that long ago to me personally i think it was we were just getting out of covid that year and or like real real tough covid and i'm just i don't know it's it's kind of surreal so next week i believe we'll be recording for episodes at 1997 uh if i'm not mistaken if my math's good based off of dates and times and etc so um what an honor to be a part of this truly incredible if you haven't already followed pack a day podcast on twitter please do so uh if you haven't already checked out pack a day podcast on youtube i say this every time but you really are missing out andy does a kick-ass job over there he just finished up a happy hour at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube, just kind of like a live stream talking about the weekend going into it. We always have great, great guests on there. He'll bring on Mike Wall, some former other players, some real, real heavy hitters within the journalism industry. Um, and it's it's a great spot. So go check out the YouTube side of Pack of Day Podcast. Please subscribe because you will get a daily episode there, just like you do listening to this episode, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Google Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, please reach out if there's a spot we don't offer Pack-A-Day podcasts. If there's some sort of service throughout this world where you're listening because you're a cheesehead across the globe, please let us know where that is. Reach out to us, any of us on Twitter or Andy Adam, you know, at at him, at Andy Herman NFL, and we can do it that way. Uh, for myself, Matt Freilich, you can find me still on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. I did say in the beginning of, or the middle of the episode, I am going to the game. If you're traveling into the into Green Bay, whether it be Friday night as we're recording this, Saturday as you're listening, you need some recommendations. Where do I park? Best spot to tailgate. Cheapest beer. Where can I get the uh, the the carry the G beer from Cheesehead TV Boys? Whatever the hell it is, please reach out to me on Twitter. DM me. Tweet at me if you can't get my DMs for some reason. They should be open. Always trying to help people that are coming into town for the game. It's one of my favorite things to do that I live here now or lived here for a long time. But getting understanding of the the infrastructure and where cool things are at, please let me know. If you have any questions, always willing to help. Um, and like I said, follow me on Twitter. Much appreciated. And we'll continue, hopefully, having an episode next week previewing a playoff game. Janelle, where can everyone get in contact with you? What do you got going on? And please tell me what the hell this hockey game was that just occurred. Was it oh, boys, yes. junior ho- boys junior hockey? And did we win? Yeah, the International Ice Hockey Federation. Oh, so Team USA uh, for the juniors took gold today, which is always very exciting. Um, you know, just this like young men's hockey. The juniors teams, the USA teams, like they're just always super fun. So um, you know, you get the classic, oh, mama, don't you cry, USA hockey is do or die. So it's always fun when, you know, you get to go see your colors win gold. So that was really exciting that happened today as we record this on Friday. Um, the hard part is that their games, because they're not, you know, typically played in the U.S., they're odd time. So I didn't get to watch them, but have been following along. So very cool to see them win that um, over Sweden, it might have been. I could be wrong on that, but um, either way, huge game for them. Huge win for USA. Sorry to our international listeners. Um, And then also, you know, big in the hockey world is PWHL begun their league, their inaugural season. Um, They've already broken records for most attended women's hockey games. So Minnesota is definitely looking to break that record today as you're listening to this on Saturday. 
Um, so it's just been, it's been really cool for hockey right now. A lot of cool things happening. NHL is starting to get into all-star mode. So a lot of good things happening there. So a lot of that has been what's been flooding my Twitter, um, as just like a lot of positivity coming out of the hockey world right now. And then obviously good things coming from the Packers coming off of a huge win, against the Vikings, which is always huge for me personally. I know my coworkers were not happy. And when my coworkers aren't happy, that means I am doing well. So that was, you know, it's, it was a good week for me in that sense. So just got to continue it here going into Bears week. So a lot, a lot of stakes here, but, you know, follow along with me on my Twitter at Big Mac underscore four so we can enjoy the ride together. Love it. Uh, Eli does get the final word here. I, even though I said he was going to, <laughs> then I gave it to Janelle. Eli, tell everyone where they can get in contact with you, what you got going on. If you had a good bet for the weekend, I know you always like to plug that, whether it be prize picks or Bovada. And how do you handle living in Chicago on a weekend like this? Janelle gets to talk about it once in a while with Minnesota, but what is your, what, what you just avoid, just stay in house. You don't go out and really watch the game anywhere, but let everyone know where they can get in contact with you. And of course, how you deal with shitty Bears fans. Uh, I'd like to just throw it in their face because there's nothing a Bears fan can say to me that won't make them look like a fool, considering that they're Bears fans. Uh, I mean, they're foolish as it is. But, yeah, I I like to wear my Packers gear all over the city during Packers-Bears week, and people don't really say anything, again, because people don't want to get embarrassed for being Bears fans. But um, you can find me on Twitter, of course, at bookofeli underscore NFL. You can find my writing over packreport.com and make sure to give uh, the pack a follow on Twitter at the pack underscore show. And in terms of a good bet, I mean, Matt, don't we have a, are we like obligated to talk about a specific uh, yeah, prize? Pe- prize picks is solid. You got prize picks bets. I'm sure you got, you got anything in no, there. I mean, I, I do have some prize picks in um, actually Giannis screwed me yesterday. I had five of six in a prize picks. But I took Giannis's under, so I guess that's on me betting against Giannis. Uh, but yeah, head over to Prize Picks if you ever want some picks. And me on Twitter, I am a degenerate, so I always have something going, and I will love for you to tell me, and we can, for the most part, lose money together. It'll be great. Hell yeah! What a great way to start the year to start losing more money before we're full weekend. Awesome, guys! I appreciate you very much. Hopefully, next week when we talk, we get to talk more about the season that is playoff game whether it be versus the lions the cowboys i think that's the only two possible opponents but we'll see what happens i'm extremely excited for this game i think as each hour ticks by towards the game it's going to feel a little bit different and a little bit more anxiety ridden but i'm very very much excited and uh as always go pack go Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.